Oh man, is Stern Pinball out to find out how I got my hands on the Stranger Things video. I'm gonna tell you the true story of how this all unfolded. Directly from me, no lying, no spinning, no, no misrepresentation of how this whole thing unfolded. I still do find it funny that people actually think that this was part of Stern's marketing plan uh, to have this video get out there. But this is what I do. I just want to start out this podcast by saying, this is what Canada's Pinball Podcast does. If I hear a rumor or I get information on something, I share it with my listeners. I, I don't have any obligation to any manufacturers, to any designers, any coders, anybody to keep information under wraps. I am a pinball podcast that is dedicated to bringing my listeners the latest news, rumors, and speculation going out in the world. It is 2019. Stuff leaks. Stuff gets out there. How many of us didn't know it was Stranger Things, right? We all knew that was going to happen. How many of us didn't know it was going to be December 23rd? They told every single distributor out there it would be December 23rd. And I'm hearing they're upset that they think people knew that even, okay? We knew December 23rd is going to be a blitz moment in which games are already out there. How do we know that? Well, maybe it's because Stern's own distributors are telling people that. Maybe it's because arcades and barcades are sharing pictures of games in boxes being like, I wonder what this is. You'll find out on December 23rd. So there was no big mystery other than what the game looked like. Now, Stern did a good job of keeping any images of this game under wraps. We didn't see crappy cell phone photos from the webinar. I think they're figuring out a way to tighten that leak. But here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's how everything unfolded yesterday. Now, I want to explain why I leaked it, and I want to address people who think that's uh, the wrong thing to do because I really want to talk candidly on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. So I come home from work yesterday after having some beers with some coworkers. It's the holiday time of year. We're all in a great mood. I come home. I buy tickets to go see Star Wars again at 10 o'clock at night because I love the movie. And it's around, I want to say it's around 9 o'clock, 9.30. I get multiple Facebook messages from people that are not distributors. They're not, I'm not going to name their names, but they are just regular pinheads that I know. And they shared with me Stranger Things. One of them put it in a PM. One of them uh, sent me an email link to CanadaPinball at gmail.com with a Dropbox that said it was from George Gomez. And it was, the, it was the same video. Another guy sent me it as well. And so three people are hitting me up at the same time uh, with the Stranger Things video. Now, why do people come to Canada with this stuff? Because they know that I won't hold this stuff back from you that I will let this out there because unlike other podcasts, and again, this is just, it's, it's, I understand other podcasts, they have a stance that they want to be respectful to the men and women who work on this stuff and they don't want to disrupt the launch of these companies. And they, you know, we also know that those people out there, they have great shows and they get great interviews with people from Stern Pinball. And Stern Pinball works with other podcasters. Stern Pinball allows their employees to go on other shows. Let me tell you, if you had to ask me deep down the number one reason why, if I got something like this from Stern Pinball, the number one reason why I, I share it with the world is that Stern Pinball blacklists me. They want nothing to do with me. 
I reached out to Zach Sharp numerous times asking him to bury the hatchet. Let's just, you know, let's just let bygones be bygones and let's get back to having Stern's great employees come on the show and discuss pinball. And he still says it's not good at this time. So I'm the world's number one pinball podcast and I'm not allowed to have access to anyone over there. And it's been years now since any incidents, anything has happened. And so that's one of the reasons. The other big mistake, and this is why I work in marketing. I work with major brands that have major announcements, that have major news, and, and here's what you do. Here's what you do. You don't blacklist the, the one, number one pinball podcast in the world. You bring them in. You get them to sign an NDA. You share with them what you're gonna go out with earlier, and you know what you do? You make them sign NDAs. Now, people out there might be like, oh, well then, you know, that, that's not gonna work. Like, how, they can't enforce an NDA and you'll share it. I get that, I get that, but I can guarantee you Stern Pinball gave this video to media outlets probably to tee up stuff for Monday coverage and they had to sign NDAs and embargoes that they won't release that stuff until then. See, that's what they're really upset about. If you want to ask me what they're really upset about with Canada leaking that video, it's not that they're upset about you seeing the game the way you are because that's how they intended you to see the game. They made that video. This wasn't a crappy cell phone image, okay? So the assets are exactly what they wanted you to see. They're upset because I scooped their, their exclusives with other outlets. And look, this is like a pinball little podcast sharing something. This isn't, still millions of people are unaware of this. I mean, when the freak out happens, it's not really out there. It's only out there amongst the pinball people that are all talking to themselves. But yes, Yes, I mean, it, it, it damages and hurts their ability uh, to give the exclusive to those outlets. But here's, here's what I'm telling, I'm, I'm here to tell you this. In the world of media, it's all about getting scoops and exclusives and getting information before your, your other media outlets. So I don't care if I put out information before other media outlets, that, that like before IGN's story goes live, like Canada has it. Cool, I got it, I got it. So, you know, and, and here's the other part, okay? I wanna tell you the chain of events. So 9.30, I put it up. I go into Star Wars to see Star Wars. All of a sudden, it's like, it's like 10, it's like 10.40. My phone starts ringing. It's the only person at Stern Pinball that even talks to me. It's Jared, my friend. We've been friends for a long time, for years. And, 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 Jer and, you know, Jared's like, dude, like, I, I, like, what, what, what's, what, what happened? And I just told him, you know, and, and they kind of, they might be thinking like he gave it to me. And I'm here to tell you, like, on, on the soul of my parents, on everything I love in life, Bubba, Brendan, but I never have been given any inside information from Jared. And Stern knows that. And they know that the person who used to give me information on their company and on their games is no longer there. So they're one sort of like, who to go to to blame for this, it doesn't hold water. So then the question becomes, well, who who put the leak out there? All right, so it's like, don't be mad at Canada because I just got emailed this, you know, but I don't play ball with Stern. I don't play ball with Stern because they don't play ball with me at all. And that's just life. If you wanna build relationships like that and you wanna blacklist me and you wanna never do anything for me, then why should I do anything for you? And yes, I, I do have a decision to make on whether or not I put something like that up. Like I could, I could keep it down and I could not share it and I could do them a solid. But here's the thing, it's like, it, it's, it's no benefit to me because they will never do anything for me and they haven't. And I've been more than nice and you can, and I could share the emails publicly, but I won't. I've been more than nice 
with Zach in trying to just let's turn a page and let's get back to having you know a much better relationship and he's done nothing okay I work in the marketing world I see what they're doing I think he thinks he's like he can outsmart me I'm here to tell him he's half the marketer Canada is he's half the marketer. you give me those games I'll, I'll do more fun stuff than just it's always the same stuff you know it's always the same stuff same people streaming it, same like media outlets, same everything. All right, great. You got manufacturing on the. So what? You moved everything a little tighter. But the one thing they didn't tighten up, the one thing they didn't tighten up was this. Now, the question I have and the question for everybody shouldn't be like, why did you put it up or should you have put it up? It's how, if they wanted this to remain private, then they shouldn't have sent it to anybody. Who did it go to? Who leaked it? Was it a distributor? Was it a media outlet that has a story running soon? Who knows? But if you really want to keep things under wraps, you send out nothing, nothing until the actual day in which you pull the curtain off. Did we see video or images of Dialed In before it came out? Did we see video or images of, of Pirates of the Caribbean before Jersey Jack? I mean, Jersey Jack to me, or Willy Wonka, right? Jersey Jack to me has always done the best job of keeping the leaks tight like really tight it's a smaller company so put it up all right it's out there and here's the thing too nobody really cares and I'm saying that like nobody's really hurt nobody it, it doesn't disrupt much all right they will tell you it does it only disrupts their media exclusives distributors are probably now getting inundated with orders if you see this and you love it distributors love it what, what they don't a distributor doesn't need a Monday blitz all they need is the game to be out there and they're gonna they're gonna if you take one look at this pen stranger things with a big screen in the middle with a projector with a with a you know all the characters from the show a Brian Eddie layout magnetized balls you could just stop at stranger things Netflix's stranger things pinball they're going to sell a ton of these machines with or without a leak on a Friday night, 48 hours before the reveal. Okay, like I didn't leak this like two months out. They're going to sell every single one. This won't impact sales at all. It won't. It's just bruised egos in the marketing department right now. That's all it is. It's bruised egos. And I know that because this is what I do for a living. I would get a phone call by my client screaming at me if I was in charge of a launch and something like this happened. And I'd be like, why the F did you send this out to anybody? Who the F sent this out? That's probably what's happening. They know it's not Canada's fault. They know it's not Jared's fault. They, they, there's somebody there who broke their trust. There's somebody there. But like I said, once that trust is broken and it lands on my desk, you're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about Hot Wheels. You're, I, ha, I play fair. I can't pick and choose which rumors I share. It, it, you know, but I can. I can if companies want to bring me in and want to make me a little bit closer to the action. I, absolutely. I'm not going to break trust. If, like, if Charlie shows me something and says, Chris, please don't say this. You think I'm going to come on the air and say it? No, I'm not a jerk. I'm not an a-hole. But that's not the situation with Stern Pinball. That's not the situation with American Pinball. I've offered to help them numerous times and they never want to listen to me. All right? That's not the situation with Chicago Gaming Company even. You know, Ryan called me up once like, can you take this down? And I did. Ask him. I took down 
what he wanted me to take down immediately. But since then, it's been crickets. Haven't really got much. You know, it's like, it's okay. I'm like, there's nothing really to burn CGC on. Everyone knows the next game is Cactus Canyon. So that's what I do. I I do what I say I'm going to do. And, and I think more of these manufacturers should not just look at me, but look at the other people out there that do have some influence and they should just try to build better relationships with us. And, and we're all amenable to it. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just that, that toxic guy off in the corner who nobody really wants to deal with. And I know you, the listener of Canada's Pinball Podcast, you don't want me to be too close to it all. Because once you get too close to it all, you know, I'll turn into Nate Shivers. And it's not a knock against Nate. It's just the reality is once he got close to it all, he couldn't tell you how he really felt. I mean, I'll never forget his initial reaction to Batman and having to beg to buy a Super LE. And he said it was garbage. And then the next episode, he's like, Stern got mad at me. And he had apologized for like giving his honest opinion. And I don't want to do a pinball podcast in which I can't give you my honest opinion. This is why I do the show. It's to get these scoops. It's to tell you how I really feel. It's sometimes maybe to give you stuff before I know they want you to hear about it. Because that's what I want to do on this show. And I've always said it. There's this inner circle of pinball people that have all this information. And then they're able to make decisions before you are. And my whole thing is to rain on their parade and to get you the information as soon as it's out there and being you know, circled around in that little you know, good old boys group of pinheads. And you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And there's a reason why people come to me and email me. Because they know I'll put it up. They know I'm the guy who does this kind of stuff. So you might like it, you might not like it, you might think I spoiled, I don't think I spoiled anything, you just saw 48 hours early, what it's going to look like, whoa, whoa, it, it was Friday night, now you get to spend all weekend getting excited about it, and now you don't have to be so distracted, and we know they're going to ship the game on December 23rd, we know they're going to stream the game on December 23rd, we know the games are out there in arcades on December 23rd, sorry Stern, you told so many people December 23rd was D-Day, and now everybody knows. But who cares? Who gives a crap? It's just your it's just your pinball community that cares. And here's the other part. If you were to ask me motivating factors, there is a level of arrogance at Stern when it comes to the community and I'm on the other side. I'm on the other side of that battle. They don't care to come on and talk to people in the community. They don't care to engage us as much. They ignore us. They just think we're suckers who buy everything. And we kind of are. Like, they kind of treat us like the babies and idiots we are. And I get that. But, man, I'm going to punch back at times. Because you can't have it both ways, Stern. You can't be the arrogant, you know, big company up on the hill. And we're just the little meager people that you're asking us to buy your products. And you can't have it both ways. If you don't play nice with us or don't care about us other than just making games... And look, there is a reality of you really should maybe do a little bit more to see how you can build different kinds of relationships. They don't care, though. Stern, they, and, and, and look, when I say they don't care, I mean they really don't care because they don't need to do it. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they know they're going to sell games. And I don't mean they don't care about making games because they do care about making games. And they do care about putting a lot into their games. And the people over there are very passionate. They are. They just don't care about Pinside. They don't care about podcasts like mine. And they try to avoid it at all costs. And they think we're just annoying people to the side. And that's fine. I'm happy to be that role. I'm happy to be that thorn in their side and get you guys entertaining podcasts that scoop stuff when I get it, all right? It's never going to change. 
It's never going to change. And no, I, I didn't do this for the Twippies. It's just, it is nice that it happened right when Twippy voting happens next week. But you, that's what I do. It's what I've always done. It was me, Stern. It was me all along, Stern. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, should we talk about the game a little bit? Let's do this. Let's talk about the game a little bit. And then I want to talk about this. I've been sleeping on this one about selling a Rick and Morty spot because Chris the Pintern is doing it and he's taking a ton of abuse. And I, I called I called those people out on my last Pinside Babies episode. I also called out the guy that won't stop talking about it. I invited him on the show. I, I You know, look. He thinks I did a 20-minute rant against only him, and I, I, I invited him on. I, I want to hear what he has to say. Let's talk about it versus going back and forth in, on an email. Uh, but you're gonna get you're gonna get a Pinside Babies episode if, if people are whining that much. Okay, let's talk about Stranger Things. I mean, literally, here's the thing. I think the game looks cool. I, there's it's Stranger Things. It's, uh, I think the game looks really cool. I love the fact that Stern is trying something new. We talk about innovation. We talk about something new in a pinball machine we haven't seen before. We talk about the wow factor and the world under glass. When I saw that big screen and it drops down, wow. When it has the projector on it, wow. When it's got the bash toy behind it, wow. When the balls are magnetized against the back of the game, wow. Okay? Those were the things that just wowed me right away. Now, questions, right? You see stuff, you're like, wow, that's cool. But wait, let me ask a question. Will this game work in a room that's not pitch black? That, to me, I think, is the biggest issue with this game. It's the reason why the person I knew a few weeks ago said you're gonna, it's good and bad. You're going to have a lot to talk about. And I, I'm just here to tell you, I don't think this game can work or will look very good with uh, any light on in the room. And so it might be the first pinball machine, the premium and the LEs that have the projector that require you to be in a really dark environment. How is that going to work when I go into sunshine during the day? How is that going to work when I go into jack bar? How is that going to work when I play it in my bedroom? If I mean, I'm in my room right now and it's like really bright. I don't have blackout shades. So I have to wait to the nighttime to play that game. It's perfect for guys who have dark game rooms. Don't get me wrong. To, to have this game in there is perfect. Someone over at Penn Stadium is crying their eyes out right now because they ain't selling one Penn Stadium product for this game. It's just not happening, all right? So that is the big question is how that will work. Will it work? And if it doesn't work, it's going to be really weird like whether or not people go for the premium LE or just get the pro. Now, on the pro of the game, uh, it still probably has to have the ramp, or is that gone? Is that whole screen gone in the Pro? I don't I don't know. I heard it was like a static image is on there, but it can't be that. I think it might be Hawkins Lab. I don't know if it's that or not, but okay, so we have that question about the game. The other question we have, the we definitely see clips from the show. We haven't, I don't think we've seen if the voices from the actors in the show are linked up yet with the clips, so that's that's to be determined. Uh, call-outs. Did they get original call-outs from the actors? We don't know yet. Here's here's what I also was thinking, and people mention this. When you look at the way the ramp happens in the middle when the screen lowers, the ball is going... What if it you hit it at an angle? Won't the ball go off the side of that ramp and just whack? Won't it just whack the screens that are to the left and to the right? Right? It's I don't. Is that going to happen? I will say this. I'm very excited because 
that is the biggest ramp in the history of pinball, and you'll definitely make that ramp. Okay, this ain't no like getting into the hyperloop. You're gonna make that ramp every time, Ken Cromwell. Um, so yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, it looks really cool. The artwork on the game, I have to say, I, I it doesn't feel like artwork. It feels like Photoshop drag and drop from Netflix, and kind of, we kind of knew that would be the case. But I will say this, when I look at that game, I miss Christopher Franchi so much. He would have made it all, even just those images, the, the way he does his art, it just gives it more depth. It makes stuff like that look much more dynamic. And this game was just crying out for the Christopher Franchi package. It just was. I mean, I, I, I'm just, and there, there's other Netflix art that is so much better than this. And there's that one with like 11 at the top, and it's much more, you know, 80s color and pops much brighter than this. And I don't know, maybe it's the video, but I just don't think this is the coolest artist that, that's in the Stranger Things Netflix portfolio. But it's all right. What, you know what I'm saying? It's It doesn't blow me away, but it's just all right. It's just all right. Another question I had is like, where are, where is, how did they not put in in this game? And I'm looking at it, and they didn't show this as a feature. How did you not have as a feature in Stranger Things Pinball the Christmas lights light up? How did you not have that as, as physical, as a physical thing in the game? I mean, that would have been so freaking cool. I mean, how is that not in this game? It's just, it, I get the mod community will probably add that, but you want that coded into the game where the lights are lighting up and flickering. I mean, that, it just feels like, the perfect opportunity to do that. You know, when you look at Stern Pinball Machines, when you look at them now, the, it, 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 it's hard for me to, to look at these games and, and not see Gary walking around the machine being like, okay, you can have the screen, you can have the Demogorgon, you can have the magnetic, uh, you know, ball lock, you can have the drop targets, but you got to remove the Christmas lights, you got to remove the Ego Waffles, you got to remove anything, you know, like a sculpted pop bumper area. Nothing interesting over the sling plastic. You know what I'm saying? There's just like, there's not, there's no characters. Everything's flat. And and that's like the modern Stern way is like just flat plastics. Wherever there's flat plastics in a pinball machine, I think there's like a missed opportunity to put something there. And, and when I see like the boring pop bumper caps and the sling plastics, it it just feels you know it, it always just feels like another stern and 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 I, I don't mean that to say it's not going to be a great game but you know what i'm saying it just always feels like there's so much real estate where there could have been sculpts right there's nothing really sculpted in this game uh, other than the demogorgon uh, i think you shoot the ball into his mouth the drop targets go down uh, you can lock balls there as well i think he eats the balls and they get locked I think that's what happens. You shoot the balls into his mouth. He locks the balls underneath them, and then you shoot the the drop targets, and it frees the multi balls that are in there. So there's two lock areas in this game. If you have a premium or an LE, the locking of the balls on the back of the game is really cool. Um, but you know what? I mean, here's the thing though. Like Eleven has these like force powers. Like, how do you not have like? There's just I don't know. I part of me is just like. I need to stop looking at these games like, here's what I would have done and here's what I would have put into it. Uh, there's no, the arcade sign is projected. That'll be a mod that someone makes immediately, a miniature version of the arcade sign. 
Um, there's no going into the arcade. I mean, maybe that's all going to happen on this screen. And look, I've just said it. Like, I just now we have two screens. We have a projector screen and the screen behind it. How those two interact is going to be interesting. How that's going to work. Um, but I just, I just always feel like when you think of Stranger Things, you've got like '80s arcade. You've got like the basement. You've got the Christmas lights. You've got the Dungeons and Dragons. You've got all these things. And we knew that a lot of that would be an IP nightmare for Stern. But I just thought it would be like, I don't know, like there just just doesn't feel to me like we're getting those environments really brought to life that much. And then you've got the typical standard, you know, approved Photoshop character collages. I never, someone said this and I agree. When you look at the game, the inserts, the inserts are just basic pinball inserts with fonts. They And the characters are just randomly dropped over the play field. I like it when artwork and inserts are connected through design. And I don't get that sense here at all. And what, what I mean by that is like, if the insert is like, get to the arcade, the insert looks like maybe an arcade cabinet, right? If the uh, insert is like, light the Christmas lights, then you have like inserts on the play field that are shaped like Christmas lights. I, I, it just seems so attack from Mars, like standard pinball, like a ladder of inserts to, you know, climb the ladder to get through the modes, like just standard pinball, you know, run of the mill, par for the course kind of insert layout. And I just don't, I just don't like that. I, I think you can be more creative than that, but I think it's cheaper to do it that way. And I think that's what you get. And I don't know, when you look, go look at the inserts on Raza, like not that I think Raza is magical, but I do love the way John Papadouk would approach inserts in his games and the, how unique they are and how they, they're, they're, they have different fonts and there's different, you know, it, it's part of the art package, the inserts versus the inserts are, are, are conflicting with the art package. You know, you know what I'm saying? Even go look at the inserts on Rick and Morty. There's like, there's just more, I think there's more thought put into how the inserts are designed within the game. I don't know, now, Rick and Morty art is not the best either. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm not gonna hear, sit here and tell you that I think the Rick and Morty uh, artwork on the play field is stellar. I think it, it does leave uh, stuff to be desired. All right, so other than that though, we haven't played the game. There's more to come. I think it looks fun to shoot. I'm wondering if it works in low light environments and they're gonna sell a ton of these machines. Stern is gonna sell thousands of these games. Uh, three days from now, no one's gonna care that I put a video up. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see if if like Jack Danger streams this thing in a pitch black room on Monday, if we're gonna be able to even see him. Like how are you gonna, I, I really wonder how they're gonna capture this. I mean, clearly they know how to film it because in the video, they're in a pitch black room and they videotaped it. So it's going to work, but the stream is going to be interesting. So lots of more, lots of questions to be answered on this game. But I would say overall, overall, it's not the like, it's, it doesn't have me as worried as I thought it would be. Um, so I think that's a good thing. I think if you like Stranger Things, you probably are excited right now by what you see. So good job to Brian Eddy for bringing a unique ambitious thing into the pinball world and it's just whether or not it works okay let's go on to flipping a rick and morty spot and i've been thinking about this and i just want to you know i just want to pose a question to you guys out there like what would you do what would you do if you were rick and morty like this guy i think he's number 112 chris the intern the pin turn you're number 112 you've you've paid for your spot you got a low spot, you got lucky, you got a low number, and something happened in your life where you need it to sell your spot. 
would you sell it at what you paid to somebody or would you do what he's doing, which is selling it for $2,500 over, you know, he's paying, you're paying for his spot at $2,500 and you have to pay for the game. I think that's what he's doing, right? I don't think it's like, he, that's not coming off the price of, of the game. Like you don't then owe $5,000, you then owe $7,500 on top of the $2,500 for, which is crazy. And then it's a $10,000 Rick and Morty, right? What would you do? What, what is ethical? What is right? What isn't right? The more I think about it, the more I think about it, we can't, we really can't sort of attack people who do what they want with what they have, right? Because ultimately, it is up to him and the person who's willing to buy that spot and Spooky Pinball, right? Spooky Pinball could say we have a policy of spots are non-transferable. And if you want to transfer your spot, see, Spooky could put an end to all of the flipping. And I'm surprised they don't. And here's how easy it would be. They just say that a spot is non-transferable. And so if you want to give up your spot, they will, you have, I think they did this. I think they did this already. You have to find them someone to take your spot and they will refund your money only after the new person pays. Okay, so they could do that. But would that even stop flipping? Because couldn't then this person still just sell their spot for more and and that person gives Spooky 1500 bucks, um, you know, and Chris gets his, 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 his uh, you know, 2500 on top of that. See, it's, I mean, I, I'm even like struggling just to say like, I think the only thing you can do is just let people flip. It happens, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of supply and demand. And none of us out there, uh, it sucks to see it. I've seen it in the car industry. It happens in the watch industry. It happens in, you know, liquor industry. They make a certain amount of something and then people get it and they quickly try to make a buck. How many Dodge Demons have like five miles on them and people are trying to sell them for $125,000? There's a car dealership in California trying to sell a Shelby Mustang for $169,000, 100 grand over the price of the car, basically. And it's getting all the media. Now, ultimately, here's why, here's why whenever I'm like, oh, well, this sucks, this is stupid, this is unfair. It, it really isn't because the people who buy these things, they don't care. The, there are so many wealthy people where they're just, they'll just be happy to get their Rick and Morty in April and another 2,500 bucks to these people means nothing. There are people in this hobby who that's a bottle of wine for them at a nice dinner. That means nothing to them. They drive around in quarter million dollar cars. It means nothing to them. And you really can't stop it. And we bitch about it every time and everyone bitches about it. I've done it before. I've been called a hypocrite. You know, and, and like uh, you're being opportunistic in a speculative market. And it's no different than anything else in life. Like, Because I consider these LEs to be like IPOs. Like you get in on the IPO. It happens all around us. I mean, I had friends who got in on the Facebook IPO and it was like $4 a share or like $8 a share. I didn't get in on that, but it's just the way the world works, okay? So look, I think, I think you just have to be willing for people to call you a jerk, for people to call you an a-hole. And some people don't care. To other people, that means something to them. Uh, most people don't flip. Most of the community is good. Most people who go in on a game, they want it. Most people who go in and on a game want it. The other side, just to play devil's advocate, if people didn't flip, 
If people didn't flip games, think about it, then people who come to the party late, they would be screwed. They would always be screwed because there'd be nobody willing to give up their spot. And and so like if you come late and found out about Rick and Morty late, you're kind of happy that someone will sell you the game and you don't really mind spending more because you're just happy you got one. So I think that's just the reality of this whole situation. No, I'm not flipping my Rick and Morty spot. I am looking at my bedroom right now. This will be the picture of this podcast. This is this is the space now where my pinball machine is going to go. It's actually really nice in here without a pinball machine. I have to say, the feng shui of having a clean, sort of minimalist room is so appealing to me right now. You know, if I had Stranger Things in here, I'd have to like play with like a black sheet sheet over the game, uh, blocking out all the light from the room. Anyway, everyone, thank you everybody who listens to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I hope you listen to this show because it's entertaining. I know you enjoy when I give you scoops and exclusives like I did yesterday. I'm always going to be the podcast that doesn't hold back information because I'm worried about upsetting a manufacturer. And a manufacturer out there, if you listen to this show, you have every opportunity to build a relationship with me. It goes both ways. I'm a good person. I mean, ask people who know me. I have a good heart. I'm a good person. I know I can rant and rave at times, but I'm not a jerk. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you if I give you my word on something, okay? But, you know, but any relationship we build, I'm still going to give my honest opinions about games. But I'm just here to tell you that it's just pinball, people. They're going to sell everyone. No one's going to care in three days that the video went up. The only people that are upset right now that have bruised egos is the Stern Marketing Department. And let me tell you something. The Canadian Marketing Department, we're doing jumping jacks over here today. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 